Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon. Good, good evening, brothers and sisters. This is the Reverend Dr. All right, man. He is around here, man. I'm just like, man. Get me. Go in there. Conference room. 18. I don't even know if they... Oh, yeah. I, I What's up? Hey, uh, check in. This is Dr. Kweku here at the Mothership. Uh, Galaxy Talk Radio at T25CL Entertainment. I hope all is well. Everybody ready to go? Hello? Yeah, there you go. You unmuted me. All right, Chief. Are you ready to go there? Oh, yeah, I'm good to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what's going on, fellas? Let's, let's try to get it going here. Um, I'm expecting uh, Brother Moyende Kamali to come on, who is a, a, a spiritualist, a poet, and a writer. He's going to be on. Uh, he assured me he was going to be here, so I'm sure he will. Um, so what's going on, Chief? You got some mm -hmm. stuff you want to get off your chest today? Oh, I'm just going to roll with the punches, man. I'm going to roll with the punches. I'm going to follow your lead and whatever's on your agenda for the evening. Well, you know what, man, just before I, I decided to go in here, you know that Trump just uh, uh, pulled a, a, a slick on him and Barr and all of those attorneys that tried that case on that fool that was, they had recommended he get seven to nine years in jail. Right, right, and yeah. and Trump Trump interceded, and uh, all of them quit. All so the lawyers quit. All of the prosecutors quit. What? Yeah, man, it was four of them. All of them resigned today because he now that he's done been acquitted. You understand? He think he can go and do whatever he wanted. So, and they out here, he's trying to uh, get uh, uh, Flynn, that other guy that was convicted. Uh, of treason, yeah. almost, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna try to cut all these guys loose because that's the way he maintains his backing. You know, it, it's, there was people. He's a gangster, man. He's a straight up gangster. But see, that's that New York, Chicago gangster stuff, man. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's the way they get down with that stuff. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, they, <laughs> all four all four prosecutors quit today. Uh, and they were. Yeah, they, I guess they must have threatened him, told him they had to let, they wanted them to get this guy a lighter sentence or maybe mm -hmm. probation or something, and they refused to do it. And so uh, you know what was coming next, you know. So uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's some straight-up gangster stuff there, man. And uh, I just, uh, you know, as we sit here tonight, man, I just wonder where we're going because things don't look real good on a political scenario. You know, you got you got a bunch of people out there frailing in the wind, but nobody has has given the the impression that they, that they have capabilities of going to taking this thing down. Because can you imagine what's going to happen if Trump was to get elected again? 
This guy would this guy will set himself up as a monarch, a, a king, and he will do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, that's what he's doing now. He's yeah. as a dictatorship and the yeah. way he got over last week and and got all of his boys there on the Republican side there in the Senate to uh, vote in his favor, even though he was guilty. I mean, he admitted that he was guilty, that he did yeah. these things. And yeah. so he blatantly did it, but this went against um, party lines and it just went against the due process of law and the due process of the way this country was set up by those who uh, I would say invaded this country some uh, couple hundred years or so ago. And uh, but this was not how they wanted the uh, a political system to be set up in the way that is so one sided. And uh, one of the mistakes I think that they made in setting the system up was setting up this two-party system, and, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans. Mm. And now these people, <clears throat> all of them proclaim themselves to be citizens of the United States and Americans, but they battle against one another in front of the world. And in my opinion, it should even be political parties. You just have people running for office and you vote for them based upon the merits of what they stand for. If yeah, but if, 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 if you did it that way, it, nobody would have this 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 power. And see, the, the one thing that those uh, founders knew when they had to set this thing up and design it in such a way where, you know, it could be interpreted many different ways. And so, therefore, you you really it's just like when they argue about the Constitution. One one guy say the Constitution means this, and somebody else will say it means something else. And I think that they purposely did that to disguise in order to maintain control by setting up the shit, you know, dual uh, uh, program, you know, like the Republicans and Democrats. They they designed it that way because they knew that. And they've put those three branches, Congress, the Senate, and then the executive branch, and then you got the the, the legal branch. Well, you know, depend I guess they never anticipated in in the history of the world that all of those branches would be under the umbrella, would be all in sync. You know, sure. what Trump's trying to do, he's got the Senate. He, he, he can't get to Congress because the Democrats got that, but they've stacked the Supreme Court and he's stacking the courts all over the country so that anything that they do, anything that any of his people do, he can just pick up the phone and say, hey, turn him loose. You know, and so uh, they never anticipated nobody getting that kind of power. But for whatever reason, Trump came into this uh, Republican Party at a time when he felt like, you know, when they were real fragile, they didn't have any any Regans or any superstars that was going to step out there. And so Trump, you know, unluckily for us, he, he got himself in there. And now these people, the only thing that they look at is the fact that we're winning. We're getting all the things that we want on that side of the realm. And so what they're doing is they say, hey, I don't care what he does. If he don't shoot somebody on, on Broadway, we're going to just back him as long as we keep getting our needs met. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's not a catch-22 because really, in reality, 
that was the whole intent of the this whole constitutional thing is to find a way to maintain this, this and this goes back even further than this constitution here i mean you can go back into ancient kemet and egypt and greece and rome and even to, when you get up to the point where, you know, the churches took over, you know, the Catholic Church and Christianity became the paramount in the society, these people realized that they had to have these different bodies in place and they had to be able to maintain control over all things, all the resources and all the information that we would have access to. And the only way they could control us would be able to, to do that. So now they have control over everything. And I, I, I'm telling you, when I look at Trump, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy don't start arresting newsmen and, and TV channels who come out and say something bad against him. You know, he's tried to fire, you know, uh, most presidents, most presidents get uh, jokes stole about him on Saturday Night Live and all that kind of stuff. He tried to sue a guy for saying something about him. You know, for five million dollars, this guy, he wants total submission from the whole system unto him, and that's what oh, that time is. Bill Maher. That was Bill yeah. Maher who tried to sue dollars. Yeah, he said they looked like a, an orange orangutan. Orangutan, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they've said worse things than that about some presidents. I mean, you know. But nobody, it shows you the fragile ego that we are dealing with here in a guy like Trump. You say something against him and he's coming after you. And the more power he gets, the more apt he is to come by, to come and get you. I'm really interested in hearing what those four uh, uh, people who resigned from the courts today have to say, because you know some kind of threat was made toward these guys, you know. For them to yeah. give up their lifetime jobs and stuff, you know, something was said. So, uh, we got somebody else on the line. It's five one nine zero four. Who is that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, this morning? Hey, brother Kamali. What's up, man? Uh, what's on your brain what's this on, evening? Family? Oh man, we oh, cool. Well, we... You guys doing all right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, greetings, my brother. Yeah, hey, I, I do. Yeah, I know you said you had a lot of stuff to talk about this week. So, hey, brother, uh, you, come on. <laughs> oh man, well, uh, well, I think one of in between one of our texts, uh, you were saying that we have to go back to our, you know, our African, you know, consciousness. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and yeah, you know, I I, I agree, we do, you know. <laughs> but in, interestingly enough, man, um, um. You know, black African consciousness is offensive. You know, so and you know, it's offensive to black people. It's offensive to white people. You know, it because what it is is unapologetically black. Everybody else can be unapologetically whoever they are: Chinese, you know, Italian. Everyone else could be unapologetically who they want to be, but we we can't. We, you know, and our greatest enemy is our is ourselves. You know, yeah. we we've been Drip to such a degree. Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead. No, I, no, I agree with you when I said you reminded me of uh, Francis Chris, uh, of uh, what's it, the lady who wrote the book, the ISIS Papers. She said mm-hmm. she said those same things that we have. They have a recessive gene. The only thing that they're intimidated by is us. 
We are the only ones that did to me. And I was talking to somebody today, and I said, you know what? I think Trump wished that he was black. He's he's mad because he's not black. <laughs> you know, because we, we, why we, does a we person can, we control the truth? Yeah. Why does a person he has demonstrated throughout his life and business and everything else his disdain for black people? There's nowhere in the history of anything where anybody can say anybody ever done anything to him or his family, but he has this distinct disdain for all black people. They don't, they, they're lacking in intelligence. They shouldn't be in charge of anything. Uh, they're not, you know, he just don't want them touching nothing. Now he'll touch a black woman, but so all of them do, you know, but he don't want to see us in no positions where we have anything that, that emulates power toward us. And so his, his, his whole objective in life is to maintain uh, that, that's what he's trying to bring back to America. He stated that when he when he was running, that this country might be headed for another civil war, like the, you know, the South against the North. And he was sending a signal out there to the people who who have those feelings and urges and want to see back to what he called it, make America great again. Uh, what the, what that senator said, he was getting nostalgia for the good old days when slavery was in. See, <laughs> these people, man. They have, uh, uh, you know, we can't be, we can't lose our focus on our blackness because our blackness is our power, you know. But we have to have that 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 uh, intellectual blackness also, and 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 that intellectual blackness will will rise will take us above all this petty stuff that we're fighting over. Because one of the things that I noticed lately is I see all these intelligent people that went to every school on the planet. But when they get on social media, they're cussing each other out because they disagree about one item. And, you know, and I try to tell them, I said, look, you got to stop fighting about what you disagree about. We all going to we we come up in different environments here. So we're going to disagree about certain things. But we have to agree on one thing that they're out to destroy us as a people. That is their main goal is to wipe blackness off the planet their recessive gene that francis crest talked about they want to be you that's why they have stolen all of your art they've stolen all of the writings they've stolen everything that black people ever created and stamped their name on it so the only thing they have not been able to 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 do is to take your blackness but we give it to them by allowing ourselves to be sub, you know, subjugated to white supremacy. What do you think about that, brother? We are we are considered right now. We are black people are a permanent, subservient, underclass group. Right now, we've been in that position for a while. We kowtow to the white Eurocentric domination, we give away all our power, we give it to them. We, we have to be validated through them or by them. We look for our validations through them and by them. And everything that we do, we're, you know, we're afraid to go out and, and, and rebuild our own because, again, some black people think, oh, that's too black, that's too black, that's too black. No, it's not. You know, so we get, they get nervous about going out and creating something for themselves you know, not sure, it's growing. It, it, you know, it's trickle, it's trickling, it's growing. But again, the masses, mm-hmm. 
what, what you're saying is what you're saying is the same old story that Malcolm was talking about. So when the slave went and asked the other slave, let's run away, he said, What are we gonna do? Where are we gonna go in fact that's, that's better than what we got here? You know, so when you talking to black people and you talking about true revolution, you know, they you scare them to death. Yeah, because man. they don't want to have no part of that. They right there, they are feeling safe right in the master's house, living next to the master, going to school with the master, and and all of those things he, he you know that he think that he associate with success. Success should be is is being yourself. Because most people live on this planet and they die and they never realize who they really are. Because that all these here, all these superficial things out here to distract us and and keep us chasing these rainbows and these American dreams and ideologies, and so we get to a point where we're lost. And that's why when you go into a room, you can go into a room of black people right now, and you walk in and and and, and have everybody to stand up. You know how a lot of time when you go to a workshop or something, and everybody will stand up and introduce themselves and tell you what they do mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But if you get everybody to stand up, say, I want everybody to stand up and tell me who you are. I guarantee you half the people in there, probably 90% of people in there won't know or won't have an idea they'll get up and they'll try to make up something that they think you might want to hear or something they think may be politically correct. But we don't know who we are and we don't want to know who we are because to know who we are means that we have to be engaged in the struggle. What do you think, brother? We have to put the work in. We have you to know who in. we are. We, knowing who we are requires due diligence. And That's most right. people most people don't want to do the work. They want to be told what to do, told what to, how to dress, how to wear, be on social media and follow and follow and follow. But, it, you know, it takes that stillness to separate yourself and go out and do your due diligence and begin to put back some of the things that were stripped from us. You know, there's only a handful of us that are willing to do that. You know, it's sad, man, watching, you know, plantation sports. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll watch a basketball game here and there. But watching all these brothers in these plantation sports and they go out and buy 20 and 30 cars, the things that we could do, you know, as a people, you know, they won't do. You know, you t <laughs> I'm sure they're doing some things, but they, you know, and, and, and I know some of them are investing. They, they're putting the kids through school, but, again, they're investing in a white Eurocentric construct that makes them wealthy, not us as a people. Yeah, you know, and and, and when you and when you get all of this so-called money and wealth and so forth, and you send people to be educated in the same system, exactly, they see Won't it as being, they see it as being beneficial. That it's 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 it's, it's positive. But and and, the, and brother Quaker, they're being advised. They're being advised by white lawyers to do that, white agents to do that. Oh yeah, okay. I remember we were talking a few weeks ago on the show about was it Ronnie Lott or somebody who gave twenty five million dollars to USC when the historical black colleges are struggling just to keep the doors open for classes. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah. See. Yeah. So yeah. this is what happens. Yeah. And you know, uh, even with uh, when you look at all of these guys, uh, 
you know, most of them are superly invested in the same people that they live around. Guess what? The people they live around don't look like us. Right. And anytime right. you see them, they're with some little white kid or they're giving their shirt or hat or signing an autograph or something. They're always in that group. You know, so when what happens with and I tell people all the time and they talk about interracial, there's nothing wrong with interracial marriages and all that stuff. And and people can do what they want to do. But the reality of it is that when you get involved in those kind of situations, one of those forces become dominant over the other. You will start to adjust your thinking. You will start to adjust. It's just like you, you and your wife. You and your wife make agreements and you adjust your thinking that so that both of you can be you know feel at ease and be you know feel that you're working towards something beneficial now you can't do that if you're pulling against each other if you come from one culture and i come from another culture we automatically have these different things and struggles that we're going to have to go through and the only way we can make those kind of situations work is we have to give up part of ourselves when i say that that uh black people can't afford to give up part of themselves anymore we've given everything that we got We've given our soul. We've given. Uh, we don't. We don't control nothing. And and you know one of the things I've noticed with working, especially working in the community, I see parents who have given up. And they don't give up because they can't control their children. A lot of times they give up because they're trying to fight a system that they don't know how to fight. You know. So, you know, it's 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 all about you know waking up in the morning and say i am xyz and that's me and the world have to accept me for the, what i am and where i'm at and if they don't accept me for that then i'm you know i'm willing to die for that process as a man told me one time he said if you haven't found anything worth dying for you probably have not found anything worth living for and so we have got to educate people uh from jump street we 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 have to go back to the to the to the basement, so to speak. And we have to teach our young uh, black men how to be black men. We have to teach our young sisters how to be queens. We have to be there as role models, not Michael Jordan and not Shaq, not none of those people, but fathers. I remember the day when, when you know, people, you know, we used to brag about when we were kids in school, we brag about whose daddy was the toughest. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We wouldn't talk about Michael Jordan and all these different people. And so when we can get back to that place where uh, a child looks up to his father uh, and with respect and reverence, then then we can start to really start to matriculate and educate in the proper direction. But right now, somebody else has control over our children. They have control over their every aspect of their lives and their children sit back and watch you and see that you'll be in control also and you that's how we that's how we've gotten lost out here brother i'm sorry oh it's sad brother yeah. you, you're talking about back when fathers were men and black, yeah. and black fathers were men you know and we certainly do not have that now you know um and these video games brother i was telling a friend of mine you know, it's interesting, a lot of the, the recent crimes, you know, in Oakland, Oakland Hills is hot, gas stations are hot, you know, these young brothers, in fact, one, it was, it was a group of black men, and the youngest one was, was I think he was 11, 
they were breaking in people's homes or breaking into cars or following people. They bumped their car and pull them over and beat them and rob them. And so these video games, this is what they're learning from video games. They play video games all day. They didn't want to go out and live it. And it's true, and no one's really looking at it. And I'm like, wait a minute. These dudes, they think they're in a video game. They can go out and beat people and rob them, and then they go home and play the video games and laugh and, and score all these points. Oh, they lay in the bed, and they think about what they're going to do the next day based on what they've learned in these violent video games. Black men are number one purchasers of violent video games. So there's got to be a correlation there, brother. Well, there's always a correlation in uh, how you interpret information that comes to you. And if all of your information is coming through you through a video game, that's probably yeah. going to be the mainstay in your, your, your right brain thinking patterns that you're going to want to do those things and you're going to follow through on those things. If somebody, if I take you off and train you, it's just like when they do a military. When you go, if you've ever been in the military, when you go in the military, okay. the first the first thing they do is teach you that you you your voice means absolutely nothing. You're less than a dog when you step off and, and get sworn in. Then they start running you, they start telling you what to do, and you're not allowed, they don't allow you to say you are not allowed to respond. This is training. You know, the only thing about the military is more strenuous than it is in a regular school system. But then they have ways of of uh intimidating uh, the young people and intimidating the parents uh, in those school systems so that the parents feel like, well, I'm just helpless. I'm just get, throwing my hands up. I've heard uh, many parents say that. Uh, there's nothing I can do. I can't do, I got to work. I got to try to make a living. The, the kids are not doing what they're supposed to do in school. Well, it's not their fault. But it's hard to tell a parent that have come from that old school mentality where we had to follow some directions where folks could leave home and you better not leave out of the house. Uh, you had to follow rules. And, and so the kids now don't know how to follow rules. They don't follow no rules at home. What makes you think they're going to follow rules in a school? And so when they get there, they say, okay, this person is, they, they label them as incorrigible before they even finish middle school or grade school. They're already, uh, uh, the training grounds for the juvenile system and the justice system is what they are. And I, I still, one of the things that I really want to do is to find out just how many people's lives, and I, I just look at it from, a, from an African perspective, how many of our kids are somehow in the social service system? Because that is, is, is one of the, the entities that is destroying children. They, I bet you in Oakland alone, they got a, a thousand group homes or more. And the reason they had those group homes is because these kids uh, don't have the uh, the direction where they come from, their home, and they can't get it at the school because the school is not set up to give direction. You know, so we've got to figure a way. That we cannot send our kids out to public school system. I applaud parents who uh, want to educate their kids that are doing homeschool because the reality is they don't want their kids exposed to all that garbage. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and a lot of people say, well, they don't learn socialization. You can there's other ways you can learn how to socialize. 
Yeah, and, and, and school is not necessarily the place where you're going to learn a whole lot of socialization anyway, because you're supposed to be there in class doing work. It's not like you in recess all day or something, you know what I mean? So we have to find a way to get the message to people. You have to stop. And I've talked to educators there in Oakland. I said, we have to just refuse this in our kids at those schools. And they said, well, they'll send the police out after you then. So you see that you see the hook that they got. Your kid don't go to school, then they come out and they get the parent. And if they get the parent, then they take the kids away and they put them in a group home. And then before you know it, they they running away from group homes and they wind up in the juvenile hall. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. But even the educated people, the teachers, they don't see it. They don't get it. Because they sit there and complain about these. They, 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 I, I like to see the home that child come from. Well, uh, look at the school that the child is in. What are you guys doing? What are you doing to to help a child when he comes through those doors? It, teaching is more than two and two is four and learning how to read a paragraph and learning how to write a sentence. It's more than that. Teaching is motivating. It's inspiring. A student will learn from somebody who they uh, who motivates them, who makes them feel good about the process that they're going through. That's a teacher's job. Your job is not to come and put assignments upon the board and tell the kids to go home and get your parents to do it. You know what I mean? Because I remember when my, my youngest son was in school and he'd come home with homework and I said, he said, Dad, how do I do this? I said, well, didn't they tell you that at school? He said, no, they told me to ask you. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I said, well, maybe I should be getting a, I should be getting a salary then. You know what? what <laughs> so this is the, the this is the buzz saw that our our people are put in, especially it especially the devastating to people who are low income or have uh, you know don't have access uh, that they just feel overwhelmed and they just really give up. They give up. So, well, uh, you know, and then we fall back on this year. Uh, well, we'll pray and go to church and Sunday school and all that kind of stuff. Well, my granddaddy told me one time, he said, I ain't never known no prayer to kill no bear. If you're in the woods with a bear, you better have a gun. And and we in the woods with a bear right now, and we're trying to fight the bear with a toothpick. You know, so the, we have to stay focused. We have to get away from this cognitive dissonance which is not having thoughts of our own. If you, if something is wrong with one of your children, you know what your response is supposed to be. Not what is the appropriate thing according to the system. You know what you have to do. And until we take back, we cannot be respected as fathers and brothers and uncles and, and granddaddies until we get back our respect. When our children see us being respectful and being respected, through that process, they will learn respect. And if they respect you, and if that the person that they respect, they listen to. You, kids don't listen to teachers because they don't respect them. Kids don't listen to their mothers and fathers because they don't respect them. They don't respect them. Don't so, respect them. But I got, we, I, I got to... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no I was just, yeah, I, I was going to throw something else at you real quick and, and get your get your opinion on, it's, it's only, uh, it's only uh, 20 of them, so I'll read them real quick, 
and mm-hmm. get your opinion on and then get your opinion on them. Number one, number one in excessive spending at one point two trillion dollars annually. Number one in purchasing Michael Jordan gym shoes at twenty billion dollars annually. Number one in car purchases at a one hundred twenty million dollars annually. Number one in cigarette purchases, eighty million dollars. Number one marijuana purchases, forty-two million dollars. Number one cocaine purchases, fourteen million dollars. Number one in clothes shopping, one hundred forty million dollars. Number one in purchasing clothes and shoes from non-black designers, eighty-five billion dollars annually. Number one in fast food consumption, ninety-eight million. Number one in soda pop consumption, twenty-two million. Number one in alcohol consumption. 90 million. Number one in paying criminal court fees, 950 million. Number one in purchasing violent video games, I mentioned, 25 million. Number one in spending on prescription drugs, 29 billion. Number one in dining out, 85 million. Number one spent on jewelry, 80 million. Number one in women women spending on their hair, 99 million. Number one in spending on gold teeth, three million dollars annually. What do you think of that, brother? Hey, let me just say this to you, brother. When, when after the show is over, I want you to send that list to me because it's right okay. on. It's right. It's right on point. Uh, you know, and it, it it speaks to the issue that we were already talking about. Because I remember, I went to see this uh, family one time, and. Uh, the the they were, the mother was feeding the children top ramen, but I noticed that her and her boyfriend had on hundred dollar jeans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They buy clothes before they feed their children. Now that shows the lack of 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 of, of love for self. And how can you t- say you love your children when you you love your man more than you love your children? You know what I'm talking about? And see, th- this stuff comes across. People look at little children and they say, well, they don't know. Let me tell you something. They don't have to know. They feel. They uh, internalize things. They they are touched emotionally and spiritually by being in the presence of stuff. You know? And right. so people do all this stuff around them and think it doesn't have an effect on them. And then later on when, when uh, uh, as Malcolm say, uh, when the chickens come home to roost because whatever you put out i guarantee you it's coming back if you disrespect your children like that you're going to pay for it down the road and so we have to be about the business of uh, you know we we can no longer be uh, you know tiptoeing around these issues and every time somebody says something about the parenting issues in our community all the black people on the planet want to come up and start start criticizing them for it they're right maybe they're not the person who should be saying it but they are right because we can't raise healthy people if we're not healthy exactly Exactly. you know and so we have to stop tiptoeing around and so that's one of the things that i started doing i I try naturally you got to build a relationship you can't you can't talk to people in a in a and tell them about their negative stuff unless you can somehow build them up so that they and how you have a relationship with them where they can accept it coming from you. But you know, I would just tell Brian, look, you know, 
if your kids is jumping on you, baby, you're doing something wrong. You know, I'm when did it start? You know, how did this th these behaviors start to exhibit themselves? You know, and so what has to happen is that the the all these programs, all these so-called therapists, break that down and what does it mean to rapists? Because they're raping you of your intellect. You know, you should know how to respond to your child. Sending them to a therapist and they paying $150, dollars an hour is not going to teach your child how to love and respect you and how to act in, in the presence of other adults and how to speak. None of those things come from therapists. They come from home. They come from home. And 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 I think they say about seventy-eight percent of African families don't don't have fathers in them, and that's not a lot of people don't even like to hear that. But I don't like to hear it either. But if it's true, it's true. You know, number one, nobody, number one in fatherless homes, we are the leader. Number one in fatherless exactly. homes. But I guarantee you, if you go on live, if we had more people on here, listen, there would be somebody jumping and say, oh, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, without any uh, a structural foundation to back it up. They just don't want to hear negative stuff about what's going on in our community. We have internalized all of the deprivation that the, the white supremacists have put on us and we have internalized it and put it on our children and we're destroying our communities and now we sit back and blame somebody else. You know, it's time to wake up, brothers and sisters. It's time to wake up. We're, we're, the, we're the, the number one integrator. You know, we're, 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 we're the number one. Yes. We've amalgamated we've amalgamated into a system where we're still the indentured servant without realizing it. No one assimilates like we do. You know, all the all the stuff I, those stats I mentioned, you know, we're it, it's like we're bred. Oh in fact, what what's that brother who who wrote a book, uh Brainwash and his slogan was bred to be led. I can't remember his name, but at this point we're 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 bred, we're on autopilot. Mm -hmm. so we're on autopilot. We give everything away. Everything that we have, we give it away. All of our essence, you know, all of our soul, we give it away. We bred to be led now, man. It's like you mentioned, the, the children, I don't going to teach him nothing. Go to school, boy, and learn it and figure it out. Well, he's yeah. going to figure out the streets and figure it out for him, you know? Right. And then, like you said, you go home, the, the few fathers that are there, I mean, I'm not down in all black fathers. I'm a black father. You're a black father. But, you know, they, we got a lot of young fathers. They got their, their, their pants are at their knees. What are you going to teach his son his pants are at his knees? You're absolutely right, Chris. I know, you know, when, you know, when my son was in school and he would have friends coming over to the house, and there would be gangs of them that would follow him home from school, you know, yeah. because their parents wasn't at home. And so there was nobody there to direct them. There was nobody there to fix dinner for them or anything like that. They just, you know, kind of look out for themselves. Kids cannot raise themselves. And I, I remember what I used to do. I, the kids used to get mad at me because I said, look, if your parents don't know you're at my house, you can't stay over here. You got to go. Well, why? They don't mind. I said, yeah, but I mind. 
you know, I mind somebody being in my house that I don't know that they haven't got permission to be over here. You understand what I'm saying? And so kids get used to raising themselves and they try to, they try to push that stuff off on everybody else. And they used to tell my son, how come your dad is so hard? It wasn't that I was hard. It's just that we had a schedule. We had things to do. You know what I'm talking about? And, 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 and when kids are not taught and guided and, you know, then they get into all these other things that we don't want them to get into. And, and a lot of time people will buy all these gifts. You talk about these games. And uh, I remember one game, I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was really crazy about robbing and killing and running people down in the street. And I said, why would somebody want to buy a game like that? But every Grand kid Theft wanted Auto. Grand Theft Grand Auto. Theft Auto. <laughs> every, kid, every, every, every black kid wants it. I'm like, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Grand Theft Auto, you know, they, they keep coming out with new ones. And yes. obviously the new ones get more and more violent. Right. More and more about, you know, pimping women and, and putting women in the street and beating women. And they're more and more violent. Right. You know? And so, yeah, that's it. That's the one they want. Grand Theft Auto. Yes. But but guess what? That takes the place of the the parent. Yes. You know, and, and a lot of parents I would see, they will buy stuff for their kids and then they disappear. The kids kind of take they care disappear. of themselves. Yeah. yeah, you know, there is no, maybe they are working on something out there in Silicon Valley where they buy you one of those mechanical parents. <laughs> be, be aware, because that's what people need these days, brother, because, you know, it is really like, and it's not just in our community either, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of our community because we're the ones who uh, are cool. suffering and who are, uh, are lost out here and we're trying to survive and we don't even know what we how to survive you you have to give people tools if you want them to to you know to work if you want them to be successful and when you turn your child loose with no education and no training and and no uh, uh ability to to respect uh or learn what to respect and what not to respect if if you have a, you if you don't articulate those messages to your children loud and clear and it has to be consistent you know i've seen a lot i've ran a fatherhood program where i used to, i've seen a lot of fathers well i see my kid once a week or i pick him up and we go to the movies and play basketball i said that ain't parenting brother right. you know that, that is not that ain't parenting brother that's visiting <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, it, it shows you how the mindset is now around that issue and in fact i even had guys come in and say well it's the woman's job that's what you mean it's the woman's job you didn't have no role you didn't have a role in the baby being here but once they get here all of a sudden it's the woman's job but this is the way some of these guys think yeah i had a, I had a customer tell me you know her, her daughter had, had 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 children and she said oh the dad he comes by to pick up the girl and take her to either get a taco you know or mcdonald's and that's it. He'll take her to get some food, you know, and his dad food, taco, McDonald's, and bring her back. And that's that's his, you know. That's like, his <laughs> Yeah, but but, yeah, but that's, that's that's what parenting has been reduced to. It's been reduced to a couple of hours on the weekend, or go to the movie, or something like that. 
And while and there's nothing wrong with that, but even whatever time you have to spend with your children, it should be time where there's some exchange going on. There should be some learning going on there. It shouldn't be all about playtime, you know. And, and that's no, why no consciousness, no, no consciousness, consciousness. Yeah, and being so it's on. no consciousness. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, one of the things that you know that I had to learn how to do myself, you know, when my son. Uh, because as they get older, they start to, you know, becoming more and more distant because they establish in race relationships outside of the home. And I'd have to tell him, uh, I said, look here, this evening, me and you are going to spend some time together, okay? Well, Dad, I, my buddy says, wait, no, man. I said, yeah, but we haven't spent no time together. You know, and this is when I'm living in the home with him. You see what I'm talking about? You know, you go to school, I go to work. We need to spend some time together talking about stuff. How are you doing in school? What's going on? What 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 can I do to make it better for you? Uh, you know how you feel about the people you you associate with every day. Who do you know? Most parents don't even know who their kids even know. Sure don't, and, and they're usually <laughs> running with a with a wrong crowd. And another yeah. another side another side about that, uh, Doctor Kwaku, uh, you know, going to the spiritual side. Um, we have a lot of uh, crystal babies. These are star seeds on the planet now. These crystal babies, that's why they're rejecting. They reject religion. They reject authority. They reject all the things that are negative. They don't have the guidance. So oh, if the parent doesn't know any better. Yes, go yeah, ahead, okay. brother. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Okay, if the parents don't know any better, you know they don't know they don't know they have a star seed. They don't know nothing about that. So the parents right. now, you know, they just screaming, "Yeah, oh boy, go shut up and, and get out my face." They don't know that they have a star seed. This boy is dying to learn math. He's dying to learn something that he can excel in. You know, he they're they're dying for that. That's why you see these young kids now doing some amazing things. You know, physically. You can see it on the basketball court and on the on the on the gymnasium floor. They're yeah. doing, you know, their their prowessness now. You know, they're doing things that you know we couldn't do. It's just flipping and flopping and and just all kind of you know feats of of strength. Yeah, because they're star shooting and they're well, rejecting we... everything because they're, they're it's not in they they don't want that. You know, they're they're in that yeah. system to reject it, but we have to feed that. Right. Uh, we have another guest on there, seven oh nine. Welcome to the mothership. Uh, how can how can you contribute to the conversation? Uh, do you have any questions about what the subject matter that we're talking about? Blessed Dr. Quaker, Pastor Warren from Seattle. Oh, brother, Washington. what's up? Hey, hey, how you doing, man? Brother? What's it up? It took me an hour to for this uh, these worked out companies to fix my account. Who I can call in. You know, every time you're doing something, the devil always wants to block it, and he, he needs people to work through. You yes, see? And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that parenting part, and I'm going to speak from experience. I try to speak from experience, Doc, like yourself, and I believe the young man who was speaking, that, you know, we are leaders. We're not followers of black men. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the genocide we're just all about sports and entertainment. You know, you looked at Ebony Magazine way back in the 50s. It was always the black bourgeois set. I can't mm. remember at all Ebony or Jet having a section 
or saying, okay, we're going to support these uh, uh, youth and single mothers even back then while we were marching. Right. Yeah, so what's going on up there in, in uh, uh, Washington, brother? <laughs> well, we're going to uh, be putting on uh, Miss Eleanor, the uh, one of the first black history programs in the city of Kent. So that's going to be um, February the uh, 22nd from 3 to 5, and I'll mm -hmm. send you out the flyer. Um, I believe they're going to live stream it. And okay. so, yeah, we're excited about that because we're trying to get all these different uh, nationalities into the, uh, into the, to the venue so we can really teach. And she's going to have other youth speaking and, you know, dancing the spoken word. But we're going to be teaching and speaking again on on family focus and um, and development of the families. Oh, so that's okay. our key. Yeah. Now and again, when um, I don't know if you heard my testimony, yeah. but um, when I was thirteen, I met Miss Eleanor. She was thirteen. I was fifteen, and Miss Mayfield was a court reporter. I was my neighbor's uh, mother. Uh, Ricky Mayfield's mom, and she used to tell me to stay out the bushes. I'm like, I'm not in the bushes. Stay out the bushes, Negro. But had them babies, and sure enough, uh, seven months later, I found out I had twins at at 16, and she's 14. Mm. And um, I was working at UC Berkeley, building 90 as a clerk during the week, and then weekends I bagged groceries at the Oakland Army base. And then Monday, I worked cleaning up Jesse's Barbershop right there in Berkeley by Ashby. So I've always worked. But see, when I got became a, a teen father, I didn't have a clue about being a father. And none of the, you know, when we both was in these dead churches, I call them dead churches because they're not alive. So uh, we both in these dead churches versus them embracing me and saying, let me mentor you as a father. Everybody shot me to the curb, you see. So we broke up for six years, didn't talk, didn't do nothing, right? And so that in August of 79, I worked at Stanford University, and I called her. So we got married that November 17th of 79. So we just celebrated 40-year anniversary last November. And um, we are twins of 46, and Carmen's doing really well. He did 22 years incarcerated. And now he's out working on his paralegal degree, and he's helping with a transitional home, and he's working. So, like you said earlier, we have to mentor these young young people, as you know, and that music and in video games. I don't care what folks say, brother. It, it's the weak-minded ones that get caught up with that stuff, and then that becomes their reality. Well, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming calling in tonight, brother. Uh, that's a very important topic, of course. The reality of it is, most of the time we spend time talking about uh, the police and 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 the politics yes. and all yes. that stuff. When the root cause of that, uh, the reason why we are where we are today is because of this this underpinning thing of of the instability of the family life, because. Even, you know, in slavery and post-slavery, you know, unless they got sold off, families were pretty much intact to some degree. Yes. And that's what that's what created the, the, the uh, you know, the Black Wall Streets, the, the Rosewood. Yeah. 
and the North yeah. and stuff. In fact, I was uh, I got a message the other day from a guy. Do you know that 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 blacks used to uh, could was what that was when blacks were Republicans, all were all Republicans. They used to yeah, yeah, that's the right. Senate the Senate in North Carolina, and they owned pretty much the city. And, and wow. So, and if that stuff can happen from people coming up out of uh, slavery, why is it that yeah. they're telling us every day that we have all these wonderful opportunities and now none of that stuff is happening? There are no black banks. There are no uh, major mm -hmm. black law firms. You know, the the historical no. black uh, the historical black colleges are failing. And 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 if we can't step back and look at that for what it is, it is a it is a process that is taking place because that is the the intent of the system is to keep us yeah. engaged but at the engaged at the level that they want us to be engaged they don't yeah. want us they yeah. don't want us they don't want us being educated and teaching each other and and supporting, yeah. and supporting each other because then guess what we don't need them anymore they, they won't yeah. us to believe that we need them, we need them to be yeah. successful. We need them to to you know buy a house. We have to go to yeah. the bank. They charge us these enormous rates. Yeah, uh, that's right. Either, uh, either they red line. You know, I I was reading about this brother up there in Ohio. He was making millions of dollars playing basketball, and he tried mm -hmm. to buy he tried to buy a house in this white community, and they told him no dice, brother. You can bounce all the ball mm -hmm. if you want. <laughs> you, you want, yeah. Won't bounce them around here. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. You know, well, we, you know, I remember uh, Dr. Dick Gregory back in, I might have been around 68, 64. I know you remember this, Dr. Kwaku. Sometimes folks got to be over 60 to understand what we're talking. But we can get young people that understand it's just a blessing because they're not asleep. And Dick Gregory said you could be a millionaire in black and they still hit you in the head downtown Mississippi and take your ass to jail. Oh, hey, that well, was a big Gregory quote. Yeah, well, they will. Yeah. And in fact, there was a judge not long ago, a black judge that got mm. stopped by the police and handcuffed. If I think he sued, wow. him, but they treated him yeah. like a slave. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, and, and I believe it was in front of his family also. Yeah, he had his family in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't that case too? Yeah, which, which just goes to show you, uh, and what Malcolm said is still rings true today. He said, "I'll tell you what." He said, "What do you call a a, a nigger with a PhD?" Uh, he said, "I'll tell you what they call him. They call you a nigger. You don't care about you having a PhD or whatever. <laughs> you still won. You you know I, you know it's so true. But you know, cause like I said, brother." When we're speaking, when I'm speaking, I tell these folks, I am not apologizing because I'm giving you facts, you see, because the house nigga and the field niggas is, is, is real, um, you know, because I know of an incident where a sister had a chance to get this position, and then there was a house nigga on the board, and everybody knows this guy just steps and fletching for these white folk right out here. And I'm like, oh, no. So anyway... Uh, it was his one vote to get the sister in this particular position, and step. But two years later, she, um, what well, that a year later, she got a, a, a even a better position. But then come to find out, 
the, the house nigga took the position that that was open, trying to bring hopefully a sister or brother in to run this program. So they decided to put the house nigga over it, and he's messing everything up. It's like kind of like what they're doing in Washington. You know, they're cutting all the services that they claim they're trying to help, and they already tell you they're going to cut Medicare. They're telling you they're going to cut the food stamps, and they're already doing it technically, see. So these are some of the issues that we better pay attention to. Um, these uh, budget cuts, people taking money out of Social Security, and then they end up going to pick up medicine that you paid $3 for, and all of a sudden they're asking for $300. See, this is happening. I'm giving you some facts because we're not um, letting folks know what's happening within this government system while we just sit up here worrying about these stupid um, Democrats, which I guarantee we're not going to get in that office. And I'll tell you right now, today is not going to happen. Well, you know, I, uh, I for one, and I, I think a lot of people might cuss me out, but I think in a way... Yeah. It might be a wake-up call. What do you think about that, Chief? Chief, you you think you're going to win the White House back this time? Look at him. It's long. You know, stuff can This thing, remember, all these jerks. How come oh, you're breaking baby. up, Chief? It feels like he's breaking up on this end. Yeah, he's breaking up over my end too. I can, yeah, I can hear like like it's murmuring or something. Oh, Bill. Yeah, that's better. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, is something, is something wrong with your connection, Chief? Yeah. Me, Joe. Me. Hold on. What's up, brother uh, Kamali? Oh, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm just listening. I'm still here. Yeah. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah. Now we can hear. You. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, cause the chief, for whatever reason, you're breaking up, chief. Everybody else is coming through loud and clear. I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but, some, but anyway, uh, anyway, thank all you guys. Well, 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 oh, oh, you about to, you about to end it, brother? No, 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 I'm not, I'm not in it. I was just trying to get him clear. But you go ahead until he, something is wrong on his end there. Uh, I'm sure because well, everybody, well, else, everybody else is coming in loud and clear. Well, yeah. the, well, well, real, well, real quickly, what the brother was from Seattle was, was you know, uh, addressing another big, giant, pink elephant, polka dot elephant in the room is self-hatred. <laughs> self-hatred oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Black folks, you know, no one talks about self-hatred. We hate ourselves wow. each other, and it's very evident. You know, the things we do against each other, again, we're, you know, um, uh, we're bred to be led. We're permanent subservient underclass. And, you know, black people will cut each other's throat faster than, than the other, than our enemies. You know, so these brothers on these jobs doing each other, each other I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have a thousand stories. I have stories of, you know, black folks doing yeah. each other in on the, job, on the job site, trying to get ahead. 
so-called trying to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I was working at a at a company oh about six months ago, and a sister came in there. You know, uh, I guess she was trying to impress those white folks, but she tried to talk to me like I was. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just got off the potato truck or something. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had to, I had to write her up. She's supposed to write over me. You know, I wrote her up and said it to the management. I said, if you're going to disrespect me like that, you know, normally I wouldn't do nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to disrespect me like that out in the open like that, for you know, for no purpose in because certainly I've never spoken to you in any disrespectful manner. And the fact that I work here is not ownership to you. You don't own me. You need me to do something. You ask ask me to do it with with the right tone and everything, and and it'll get done. And yeah, uh, yeah, she reminded me of, remember, what was that, uh, Django? She reminded me of Samuel Jackson. I say, I say, what is this woman trying to do talking to me crazy like this? You know, and so I had to tell her no respect respect at all. And all of it was for what? You know, they weren't giving her no more money, but they treated her like that. And I wanted to learn. I learned about the company is that the people up at the top talk to the people down below them like they were nothing. And I let her know. I said, "Look, you you guys are not paying that kind of money here." I said, "No matter what you would be paying, you're not going to talk to me crazy, you know." That's because right. yeah, you know, yeah. I rather I rather get me a tent and sleep out there beside the on the curve than let you talk to me like that. You know, what I mean? that's correct. Oh, oh yeah. now, we'll 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 you know we'll voice our opinions about police brutality and police shootings and different things, but self hatred. What we're yep. doing to each other, it's it's silent. Yeah. And what you were saying, we'll we'll complain about the police, but we won't complain about somebody that we're working for when they come in and cuss us out and talk to us like we're a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. That's you correct. Know, Disrespect. Yeah, what makes that any different? It's the same thing. Yeah. You know. It's the same it's the same energy, it's the same dynamic. Right. You know, we you know uh the, the you know, all those shootings in Chicago. And what is it, Chicago and New Jersey, or or, or, or or was it Philly? Anyway, it was it was a, it was like a bunch of shootings one weekend. Maybe it was Chicago. It you know, was Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, um, you, you know, it, we we hate each other, man. It's so sad. You know, we we don't want yeah. others get ahead and 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 out out yeah. each other. It's, it's incredible, man. Self hatred is killing us uh, again spiritually. A nation cannot rise any higher than its female. As long as our females display self-hatred, you know, their babies get that self-hatred energy. You know, I've, yeah. I've, had, I've had words about this. Their babies get that self-hatred energy, and there you go. Because what right. she produces from her womb, the male and the female, they get that, yeah, they get that amalgamation, self-hatred, uh, 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 what is it, integration energy. There it is. That's why she's the target. She's always been the target, man. Keep the woman down. You keep the whole black nation down. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, you can't integrate if you can't even integrate with your own people. How are you going to integrate with somebody else? 
You know, yeah. how are you going to integrate with somebody else? And this was the issue that Malcolm talked about when they used to push him on it. Well, what about integration? And Malcolm said, well, what, is, what is integration about? What, what, is, what does that mean? Integration. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what does it mean? It means nothing. You want us to be at a certain space and you dictate the terms by which we allow to function within that space and you call it integration. Well, we're not mm. integration. And, and see, it wasn't even about like when they were talking about separatism and they were talking about separatism. They were talking about personal separatism, you know, that we should have our own personal uh, uh, ability mm -hmm. to, to pull our communities together, to police our communities, because almost every yeah. revolution started out with us policing our own communities. When I was yeah. a small kid, my grandfather and them used to have to police the community. What no police yeah. coming out there? You know what I'm talking about? They didn't even come into the yeah. community. You know, so that's correct. We were able to police our communities, but now they've yeah. taken away. They've taken away that right because what they're doing it erases another uh, uh, part of our manhood that we can't even take mm -hmm. care of our own communities anymore. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what that's what integrate that's what separatism is about. Is the the ability mm -hmm. I have the right? It's like when you when you you a child and you grow up in your father's house and at some point you get grown and you want to do things your way you have to get out of your father's house that's correct you can't, that's do, what, right. you can't do what you want to do in your father's house no you and, can't no you can't and so we have to just reclaim our that energy that that mm -hmm. we will we will be independent we will be free mm -hmm. when we reclaim that energy it's not something somebody can mm -hmm. give you because as that as as a uh, god said if somebody got to give it to you then it, it ain't freedom yeah. it's only it's only yeah. freedom when you take it so yeah. we, we 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 really have to wake up and stop thinking about all this stuff how it's going to look to somebody else and even though we have to yeah. do it all, deal with all yeah. the people who are going to say, well, you know, I have people look at me and ask, man, you're a race, man. You're this and you're that. I said, no, I'm mm -hmm. just fighting. I'm fighting for my little independence, my little space on this earth. That's all I want. That's right. I don't want yours. I don't want his. I yeah. just want mine. Yeah. You know, I don't come in your home telling you what to do with your kids. Don't you come in my yeah. home telling tell me what to do with mine. And so yeah. we have we have to stand strong on that. That is the, the only thing that you have is your ability to make a decision about what you're going to allow to happen as far as you are concerned. You don't have yes. the ability about nothing else on this planet because you can't take none of this stuff with you. You don't you, you, you don't own the earth. You live in the earth. Yeah, so, that's right. And we have to fight for that space, you know, and that's mm -hmm. why they, they wonder why black men get so upset when the police pull them over and disrespect them well they do because mm -hmm. it's the only space that they have you mean to tell me i don't have the ability to drive down the street yeah. without being yeah. disrespected you know yeah. you correct and we and we are constantly wow. asking them to um, give that to us and they are um, saying we are going to take it every opportunity we get and there's and there's nothing that you can do about it and and that's yeah. what that that old slave thing comes into play. Nothing you can do about yeah. it. And I've seen black yeah. men, black women stand around and watch this stuff happen. I said, how can you stand down and watch that, you know, and not say nothing? 
Yes, yes. I, I tell you what created the 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 sixties and seventies, the fifties and sixties. People were, you know, they were fresh off of them plantations and sharecropping mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But they would come. Hey, people would get together and they would fight back at some point in time. That's yes. what started the yes. movement. Was those people fighting back? You had the Deacons of Defense that was in Louisiana. They were they had the same ten point plan that the Panthers had long before the Panthers ever heard of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of different yeah. organizations where our people policed our neighborhood. We stood. We and if something happened to somebody, the men in the community got together and went and took care of it. That's correct. You know, and so correct. We've lost that. And so when we lost that, we lost all the respect that's due us. Our kids looking yeah. at us, they don't see us as men and as women. They see yeah. us as, as people that they're sharing the earth with. And there is a hierarchy that's supposed to take place. My son is supposed to respect mm -hmm. my household. And when he no longer wants to respect my household, he needs to have his own house. That's right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you back with us yet, Chief? Huh? Chief? Yeah. I guess the, I, I don't know, something wrong with your system over there, uh, because everybody, yeah. else is coming, it's some, everybody else is coming in, fine. Uh, okay, Brother Kamali. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm yeah, over yeah. here. Well, well, all right. Let's 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 take about three minutes for each one of you guys to wrap up or to make announcements about something that's going on or that you involve in, and uh, we'll wrap it up for the night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, all right. You go ahead, uh, Kamal, and then you, uh, Pastor. Okay. 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 Uh, well, real quick. Thank thank you for that, brother. Um, I um. I got three books going, Letter to Black Women, Reclaim Your Crown, Letter to Black Africa, It's Time to Wake mm. Up, and we, we want it back. We want it back worldwide declarations where I talk about everything that has been stolen from us, from land to artifacts, all this stuff I list that we want back. And I know Brother Quaker was taking me a while to finish my book, but what I was doing, I was, I was meditating yeah. and and trying to see, uh, I was trying to get to a point where I wanted to um, give examples of what I went through spiritually, mm -hmm. and then I was advised to just go ahead and finish the book. So I, I am going Man. to finish these books this year, and it's time, it's 2020, the energies are present, Pluto is, is, is intersecting, uh, and I don't know, I'm not a good in astrology, but my astrology friend told me Pluto, mm -hmm. where Pluto is right now, the energies are there for us to excel. It's our time. Melanated people is your time. It's our time. The energies are here. Let's get it yes. together, family, and, uh, and and keep this this presence, this power going. Yeah. All right. Thank you all, for me. all right, brother. Yeah, and 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 look, let's come back yeah. next week and uh, uh, come on yeah. back on next week because we want to build up a following. And and and, yeah. get your, and when you get your book out. We can put it up yeah. on, the web, on the website at uh, T25C yeah. at the Galaxy Radio. And uh, also, uh, yeah, go ahead, Pastor. Tell me, uh, give me your three minutes. Okay. I wanted to get the brother's name who just spoke. I was trying to write it. Can you spell it for me? Oh, uh, go, go ahead. Yes, spell Mo it. Yes, Moyende. M O 
Y-E-N-D-E. Last mm-hmm. name Kamali. Last name Kamali. K-A-M-A-L-I. Okay, um, Dr. Kwaku, make sure you give Brother Kamali my number so All we right. can speak. All right, we'll do. I okay. to say this. Um, brother, we are, this is no accident. Dr. Kwaku, as far as I am concerned, he's, he might not be a big name to all these folk, but he's a big name in heaven, and God's going to use this man because, Dr. Kwaku, we need more men like you to challenge each other. You see, we're too busy partying and dribbling basketballs, but I'm also, brother, working on two books that I'm going to have out by the end of the year. And, I mean, this editor literally told me that, James, I'm going to give you some homework. And she's self-published over eight books and has a company right here in Seattle. And she worked for Simon & Schuster for years, right? And I'm just talking about books to her. And I said, well, I write two books. And she said, really? I said, yeah, the first book's going to be The Things They Didn't Tell Me with my subtitle, Journey Through Hell. And my next book is going to be a little periodical. It's going to be called Niggerism. And the niggerism basically is going to be about false vocabulary that we've been speaking to each other as black people for generations. So um, we're doing a black history program, me and my wife, um, uh, February 22nd in Kent. I can uh, I can send Dr. Q the email and you also, my brother, um, you know, but you can pray over it. I know you might not can make it, but we're trying to get our budget up so we can fly brothers like you up here and Dr. Kwaku to speak and run some seminars. Because these brothers, I hate to say it, I've been here 11 years. I can't count five real men. And it's just, you know, um, it's just sad that I can't get black men together because they always think of some hidden agenda. And I'm not coming asking for no money. I'm saying, look, we need to collaborate and get together and do a three to six after school program every day for yeah. our youth. So I got everything set, but like, you know, these brothers, like you had said earlier that, you know, these, these mindsets, you know, uh, self hatred mindset. So that's what I want to say. Just continue. But I believe that, more of us young and older black men need to get these books out because these government people is writing books and black people reading books that white people write. Now, I'm telling you, you can't write anything about me, period. Hey, so that's hey. where I'm at. Well, uh, well, first of all, let me thank you, both of you brothers for, for, for being a guest on the mothership tonight and uh, the chief, although your yeah. connection stuff was, was kind of messed up there, we still enjoyed you being a part of the program. And it just so happens that I'm finishing up a book too, uh, brothers. It's called uh, uh, a Kibalon Reconstruction. And wow. it's, it's really ironic. All the stuff that you guys are talking about, I have a, a chapter on in my book on every one of those issues. Uh, wow. I've, I've been working on this about a year and a half, and I want to get it out, uh, you know, and yeah. within the next three months, get it to the publisher. But uh, yeah. meantime, you guys, can you direct people to T25CL Entertainment at Galaxy Talk yeah. Radio you can, and get on the website, T25CLCity.com, uh, and go on there. It's the 24-hour music. We have books. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure if the film uh, United We Stand is still available, but I have, yeah. a book, I have a book on the website called Whiteout, and you can go on and read it for, like, I think it's $4.95. Uh, you know, it's on yeah. the Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, 
by all means, let's, let's, let's start directing uh, uh, guys, uh, uh, people to the station. And also, yeah, uh, I'd like for you guys to, you know, uh, uh, you, Kamali and, and, and you, uh, Bishop, uh, yeah, yeah. send me your emails and let's, yeah. start, let's start making this connection work for us. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready yeah. And once again, yeah. thank you guys. Love you guys. Man. Thank you. You Go too. Tell. All right. Okay. Okay, love Thank you. All, you. Thanks, thanks All right, brother. All right. Good. Okay. Good night. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.